Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast the Club. Get your ass up. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Stay on, stay on. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up? This is Mr. Spark It Up. I go by the name of J-Man. Is it Mr. Okay, whatever. Get it off your chest, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. i just like to uh, let the world know that after 15 long months, your boy has finally got his license cleared. Yes, sir. No more dirty driving. Okay. okay. No okay. more bad and dirty. Congratulations, King. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. All right. Well, be safe out there. Don't lose it again, brother. Hey, one, one more thing, though. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, y'all got call ID? Go ahead and save my number. So when I call next time, y'all already... Well, we don't got no damn call ID. Okay, store yeah, his we, number. We do have call ID, but we not, yeah. we not storing his number. Store his number. Because I can win, uh, you got to uh, ask you. I got something I want to ask. Bro. Your, number, like your number's the 904 number, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we not storing that, though. But have a good one, though, brother. Duval. <laughs> have a good what one, What you say about Lil Duval? He said he's, he's from, from Duval. Duval. Oh. Hello, who's this? Hey, just capers, man. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I'm just blessed. Uh, you know, woke up this morning, got a good workout, man. At work, you know, blessed to have a job. Congratulations, bro, bro. That's it? I appreciate it, man. That's how you hey, feeling? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to um, go follow me on Instagram at kateTheMan09. Okay, brother. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Romeo. Romeo, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. What's up, Envy? How you doing? First things first, I want to say I'm blessed this morning. I'm having my first child. Ooh, Congrats, congratulations. Brother. Thank you, thank you. But, um, yo, Charlamagne the God, man, I love you. Ain't nothing wrong with telling a, a black brother you love him, as you say. That's but, yo, right. I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm, I'm mad at you because I can't believe you, you, you surprised that, um, Envy, light-skinned, boozy self can't change some tires, mm-hmm. man. Well, I don't want to stereotype people. But it's easy to take to, um, take some tires. Like, how you can't take some tires? Well, you got to be taught. Like, my father had to teach me. I mean, I know how to... I mean, I know the concept of changing the tire. The I just never change the switch tire. switch it up now. I mean, I know the concept. You, it's you, a very it's, easy it's, thing to do. It's a very easy do. concept, but I just don't no, I'm do not going to sit there and say it's easy now. You know, it I, I rather call AAA. It is easy to tell somebody how to do yeah. it. Where you from, brother? I'm from Brooklyn, Canarsie. How many, how many uh, fix and flat places by you? It's a whole lot. Everywhere. There you go. That's why I ain't got to change the tire. That's what I paid him to do. Thank you, though, brother. He might not have the money. Hey. People out here struggling, you know. $9, Some people man, don't even $10. have yes. $10, does it? Some people don't even have an extra tire in, the, in their trunk. <laughs> that's that's, that's okay. true, too. Now, that's expensive. That's true, To ride too. around with an extra tire. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? This is John. How y'all doing today? John, what's up? Get it off your chest. Just want to spray some positivity, man. Tell you guys you're doing a great job over there, as usual. Charlamagne, we had a compromise last week. I just want to make sure you stand true to the yo, 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 regardless of what time you show up, right? Yes, sir. Oh, he missed it this morning. I didn't do it today. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I missed you this morning because I was kind of late tuning in, so oh, I, man. I don't know whether you did or not. So, But uh, also, I'm, I'm headed to vacation in two days. I'm on vacation for the next five days, headed to Miami for the first time, so I'm happy about that. You about to wild out. I'm going I'm to I'm have a little fun. There you go. This the, this the, this, this the last bit. have a little fun. Black this, men don't cheat. That's right. I didn't. And now, hold on. Wilding out doesn't mean cheating. I know. So I'm just, okay. you know, I'm just getting some clarity. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> He's just telling y'all. I'm just, just making some clarity. I'm just getting clarity in the situation. That's all. You guys have a great morning. You too now, bro. Thanks. Lorenzo. 
Yo, what's going on, DJ MV? What's going on? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, listen, Charlemagne there? I'm right here, sir. Yo, what's going on, Charlotte? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. What's happening? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning, you too. But listen, good morning. Yeah, well, I, I want to know what's going on um, within the past few years, like 10 years. Why everybody so, got so damn like like sensitive over everything, man? You can't, you can't say nothing online. You got to watch it, you say. I be feeling like sometimes... You ever heard of that? Like, like you be seeing in movies, like when people put in movies, like that cryo sleep. I just feel like doing something like that. Well, and going to sleep for like ten years, to come back and be like, "Yo, what's going on?" Well, everybody's so fake politically correct. You can say whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? You just got to deal with the consequences of what you said. You know, and I think that everybody's so afraid of like these social media mobs and being attacked that they be walking tight ropes and walking on walking on thin ice because they don't want to be attacked by the mob. But yeah, there's so much about everything. But there's so much access now too. Before social media, we weren't hearing what. Everyone had to say about everything. Now everybody's voicing their opinions, and sometimes they're saying things that maybe they regret saying, or maybe they're not saying it in the right way. People and it's, only, they it's only, sometimes they're putting it out there to get overanalyzed by people. They only regret when they get attacked. That, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> but, but, no, that's, that's, that's cool. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, let's say if Charlemagne, he don't ever post his kids, but if he posts his kids and he does something with his kids, you know, right away, oh my God, yo, he shouldn't be doing this, this and this and that. Like, come on, yo, mind your business. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Everybody's, everybody's so sensitive. Everybody's so soft nowadays. But it's, it's, it's just the way society Bro, is. Bro, say whatever you want. Who gives a damn? Let the mob attack. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Teray from Detroit. What up, Dad? Uh, don't you go making fun of her accent. Uh, child, speaking of accents, I, ain't nobody making fun of Detroit. Speaking of accents, tell me why I just moved here from New York. I'm gay as, as hell, crop tops, coochie cutters, everything, doing me, living my good life. But I live amongst all these Caribbeans and Flatbush. So you know they staring me down, looking like I'm, they gonna try to kill me, and I have to give them this Detroit attitude because I already know y'all can't do no hate crimes here because they gonna revoke your uh, immigration card, honey. And God only knows what you did in uh, Jamaica to even get here. So just keep staring while I keep walking. You tell okay? them to Ray, and you know I'm from Flatbush, honey. Let me tell you, your people, your people is getting on my nerves, uh-uh. and they and they over here, they looking at me all crazy eyed and. Sh- I can't take it, honey. I'm what's just your, over it. What's your name? We gonna put the the word out there. They gotta leave you alone and show you some respect. Or at the very least, follow my Instagram at jteray. Teray, you know it's your fault, right? Teray, you got your buns out, you got your stomach out, you looking all sexy. So that's the reason they you looking at you. And, 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 you know, and they are because of all the trade is looking at me. And I had a few little trade pieces or whatever. Okay. But was trash. No. Oh. was trash. I know. Yeah, I, I was very disappointed. I mean, very disappointed. The penis is trash. and nothing you can do, right, Teray? It's nothing I can do. I'm going to go to the Bronx and get pregnant. So. All right. All let's right. go. Flat, Boogie right. down. Teray, if you get pregnant, you call us up immediately, all right? <laughs> we need you up here. I sure will. You the answer. <laughs> all right, Trey Teray. All right, Trey. Trey Teray. Forget. Hello. Who's this? Hello? Hello? This is Morato. Oh, shoot. Morato. Damn, de- damn delayed response. That's a, that's a very original name. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Angola, Africa. Africa. All right. Africa. Wow. All right. The motherland. What's happening? Get it off your chest. 
Good morning. Ah. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Salam and the Gods. What's up, King? Good How are you? Good morning, Angela Yeah. Good morning. Nice yeah, yeah, because it's, like, it's a very long distance call. I might spend here $100 just to make this call. Uh, I just want to I just want to say that this 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 show is amazing. Um you guys are doing an incredible job and I listen to you every day in my Apple podcast and I don't even know if the program was live. I just called. Okay. Some positivity. Yeah, we what you guys are doing and keep inspiring us uh, as all. What time is it in Africa right now in Angola? What time is it? It's 11:16. 11:16. Uh, okay. PM or AM? AM. Okay. All right. Good to talk to you, brother. Hello, who's this? Are we comedians? Shana. Hey, Shana, get it off your chest. I just want to thank God for this day. That's and right. I, you know, I know. <laughs> Look, I'm thank God for this day, for this job. I'm so blessed. I'm highly favored. I got my own business. And I just want to just thank God. That's all, guys. Shana, Shana, you're, you're, not, you're not just blessed and highly favored. You're blessed, black, and highly favored. You, you're absolutely right. I am blessed, black, and highly favored. And I just want to thank God for it. Thank yes, you, ma'am. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, what's up? This is Reckless TV. How y'all doing? What's up, Reckless TV? Get it off your chest. I wanted to speak about college. I did trade school. I did two years for HVAC and uh, electricity. And I can work anywhere in the United States. I'm 23 years old, and nobody's doing trade no more. Everybody's trying to be doctors and lawyers. So right now, trade school is the best thing you can do. I agree. After, after I graduated, my uh, my teacher came to me and said I should go for another four years, and I'd be guaranteed to make six figures, and I can go anywhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. So trade school is popping right now because ain't nobody really doing it, and everybody needs help with HVAC and uh, air conditioning. Yeah, man, exactly. I, I met this guy the other day, I think when I was in D.C., man, he ran up on me and he was like, man, thank you for always talking about trade school because I went to trade school and I've been gainfully employed for 40 plus years. There you go. <laughs> I forgot what he said he did. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? This is E from Asheville, North Carolina again. What's up, bro? You started your business this weekend? Man, I started me up my business this weekend as hot, uh, a hot dog cart called Bunny LLC. Bunny like LLC. I like that. That's yeah. dope. Congratulations, sir. You should have came hey, man, out to the wanna, seminar, uh, man. You would have had a, over a thousand people wanting some hot dogs, brother. Oh, yeah, man. That's what I'm waiting on, man. I got to get to this money, man. I ain't mad at you. Hey, man, I want to uh, thank y'all, man. You, Charlemagne, Angela Yee, uh, man, how you be a family guy, man. I really love that, man. And there's a lot of family men out here that look up to that, man. Keep going. Keep doing that. Charlemagne, man, you just keep us in inspired and everything. Angela Yee, I love you. You're beautiful and everything, baby. Um, I would like all y'all to take a look at Black Alachian. He he hiked the Appalachian Trail and he biked the Underground Railroad. Black Alachian, he got YouTube's up and he just trying to uh show you know black people that we can hike and because if the world comes to an end, boy, we ain't gonna know how to do nothing. So you know, check him out. And you ain't lying. Rapper too, logo. Okay, all right, bro. All Thank right. you, man. I say that all the time. If, if it's a, a nuclear bomb or something was to hit, like what? How would people survive? People don't know how to fish. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to live off the land. Nothing. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about Love and Hip Hop New York. Chrissy and Jim Jones had a conversation that, that sparked some interest. Let's hear it. If marriage never happens... I don't feel a way about it anymore because it doesn't complete us. But I do want to get married. I believe that every woman who's in love or is in a 
strong relationship that we all deserve to have that. I don't feel that way. And I know it sounds crazy. In the beginning, I thought that was the end all be all. I thought that was natural progression. But at this point, what is that going to change for? So we're asking 800-585-1051 if you've been in a long relationship, more than 10 years. Is it necessary to get married? Now, Charlamagne, you said you had a conversation like this? Yeah, I mean, I've been with my my beautiful black wife, uh, my beautiful black queen for 21 years. Just stressing that I married a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've been together 21 years, married for five, I believe. And I, the night I actually proposed, you know, we were on the beautiful island of Anguilla and we were having dinner on the beach and we were having that exact same conversation. And she sounded a lot like Chrissy. She was like, you know, at this point, I'm not even really tripping you know, off marriage. Like, what's that going to change between us? And, you know, then I changed the conversation, and I was like, well, if I got married, if I did propose to you, I would want to propose, you know, in a place like this, mm-hmm. you know, like doing what we're doing right now on the beach, having dinner, and then, I, you know, I would stand up like this. And so I actually stood up, and I would get down on my knees like this, and she's looking at me, and I pulled the ring out of my pocket mm-hmm. and asked her to marry me. So, right. so for you, it was important, but for her, not as much. Um, I, You know what, I'm going to be honest with you, I think... And I'm not speaking, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak for women. I can only say I think sometimes women, they just, they love you and they just like, whatever, man. Mm. I take it how I can get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't I don't think they get to the point. I think some women might pressure you to get married. Some women might just be like, whatever. But I still think deep down a lot of them do want to get married. Because mm. it's not like, you know, she didn't accept that wedding ring. Right. You know what I'm but, saying? But, but you it's also wanted like, to get married. I definitely wanted to get married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the conversation shifted. So we went, she went from sounding like Chrissy, but when I actually got down on my knees and proposed in that moment, you know, the tears came and everything mm-hmm. else came and, you know, she was she was happy to, to be engaged. Yeah, I got I got married early. I was 23. My wife was 22. I just, it was just something that I always wanted. I seen it with my parents. I seen it with my aunts and uncles and I always dreamed of of leaving Queens and buying a house with a, a white picket fence and getting married and having five mm-hmm. kids. Now you got an electric black fence. I got electric black <laughs> electric black gate. It's twelve feet high. Yeah, twelve feet high. It's a little bigger <laughs> house than I expected. I got five kids and we've been married for eighteen years. But you know, it's, it's just it's just what I wanted. What about you? How, how do you feel about it? Well, I've always been very vocal about the fact that I think. It's your choice. Like, some people can be in a relationship. I've been in mine for over five years, and, you know, I just haven't been feeling like we have to get married. So maybe that'll change, and if it does change, you know, it'll happen. But it's not really something that I've ever felt, like, stressed about. I never sat around and planned my wedding or was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I want to get married here. I think for some people, marriage is extremely important, like, as a woman, like me and my friends have had this discussion and I've had friends who felt pressured to get married from their family members. My family's never pressured me to feel like I have to get married. I had one friend who, you know, her father was very sick and had Alzheimer's and she wanted to get married while he was still alive for him to be able to witness that. But I think it's important for you to get married because you want to. I know so many people who have gotten married not because they were in love, but just because I'm pregnant and I feel like it's the right thing to do or we've been together this long and so on and so forth. And when I get married, I wanted to feel like this is going to last forever and I'm doing it just because I'm so in love. That's all I want to do. You know what else about that too, though? It's like if if you're the man, right? Because me and my wife never literally, we literally never had that conversation Mm -hmm. until the the night night I proposed. Right. So I wonder if a guy is having that conversation with his woman, does it confuse him? Because... He's like, well, damn, I want to propose, but I don't know if she's going to say yes or not. Because mm. she's telling me she 
may not want to be married. You know what I mean? Well, let's 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 open up the phone lines. We'll take your calls when we come back. 800-585-1051. I think I told my wife at 16 I was going to marry her. I was like, I'm going to marry you. Like, I, I, I knew. I was like, I'm going to marry you. Yeah, that was a blessing for you because Gia, especially back then, she was definitely uh, dating down. What does that mean? What are you, what are you talking about? Listen, <laughs> man, ladies out there, you know, when you find a man that you can peg, lock him down. Salute to Gia. <laughs> this guy just found out what peg meant like maybe a month ago. And I'm still trying to figure Salute. out how he found out what it was. Salute to horrible decisions. Uh, 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 we already know how he found out. Yeah, right. yeah, we know peggings. how you found out. Yeah. Shout out to Trav. Right. 800. That's five. not pegging, sir. That's just straight up sodomy. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking your calls when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, Jim Jones and Chrissy. They had a conversation on Love & Hip Hop. Let's play a clip of it. If marriage never happens, I don't feel a way about it anymore because it doesn't complete us. But I do want to get married. I believe that every woman who's in love or is in a strong relationship that we all deserve to have that. I don't feel that way. And I know it sounds crazy. In the beginning, I thought that was the end-all, be-all. I thought that was natural progression. But at this point, what is that going to change for So we're asking, if you've been in a relationship for a long time, is it necessary to get married? Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envious Mellow? And I'm here with iPhone Sim 2. Y'all together? Uh, Y'all about to get married? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Kings. Congratulations. Congratulations, Kings. <laughs> Don't make no. me kill you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Stop, stop I'm, ha- I'm happy that y'all y'all gonna hear wedding balls soon. I mean wedding bells soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing with <laughs> funny as that. But nah, man, for real, honestly speaking, I don't really think, you know, marriage is necessarily necessary. Because, I mean, you, the man, you said it best one time. You said once y'all are connected at the soul, y'all are already married. Marriage is a piece of paper, man. That was before he got married, though. <laughs> then he got married and changed his whole view. Yeah, that is a fact. <laughs> but you're right, though. I think that titles, sometimes I think that titles mess up sometimes, though. Sometimes. Right. Like, you just never know. Until you say, yo, we're going to do this. You know, sometimes it mess up. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to call earlier. Just in peace. Here you go. I feel like one of my, nah, not for real. I feel like one of my... Uncle's passed away. This hurt different. Like, it just hit different. How that's your, how that's your uncle and you the same age? You and Kobe the same age? I said, I feel like one. I feel like one of the uncles passed away. Kobe, man, goodbye, man. Goodbye, Melo. You're a big 42-year-old grown man talking about his uncle passed away. Sarah. Good morning. Hey, good morning. We're talking about if you've been in a long-term relationship, is it necessary to get married? So I was with my son's father for over 10 years, and we never got married thinking it wouldn't change anything. Uh, we ended up breaking up, and then the next man I got with was the one initiating the conversation for married, and we got married after six months of being together. Right. So there was some um, assurity and finality, at least from a legal standpoint, of you get the benefits, you have a say, uh, the recognition and acknowledgement of being a wife instead of being a girlfriend. There is nothing that comes with being a girlfriend besides y'all are hanging out and you get married and then all of a sudden you are Mrs. So-and-so. And it brings families together. It brings lives together more so than just being together and chilling, you know? Ideally, so, though, because some people get married you, and act like they're not. Hello, who's this? This is Ivory. Hey, Ivory. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Charlamagne. What's hey, up, Queen? Hey. How are you? Now, we're asking. I'm uh, good. 
after being in a long-term relationship, is it necessary to get married? No, I don't feel like it's necessary to get married. I've been with my dude for six years. He proposed about three years ago, and everybody keeps asking us, when are we getting married, when are we getting married? And I honestly feel like it's not going to change anything in our relationship. We already live together. We have two kids together. I know what I, I, know I want to be with him, and I really just a piece of paper. Marriage is not doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be forever. As long as we know and we love each other, I don't feel like we need to get married. Listen, I'm not knocking with, your opinion, you. but I, I will say I keep hearing people say, um, you know, nothing changes. A lot of people have hit it right on the head. When a woman has your last name and you can call her your wife, I'm not going to lie, it is a different kind of energy, yo. It's way different than being like, yo, that's my wife here, that's my girl, uh, that's my old lady. When you can say that's your wife and y'all got the same last yeah, name, it hits some different. Women, I'm some not women lie. don't change their last name, by the way. Exactly. And my what? Kids, they, some, yeah, women some women don't change their last name. Oh, I'm talking about the ones that, that have. <laughs> like, but it does hit different. It does. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, yeah, but I feel like we, me and my dude, we have such a strong connection that marriage is not going to make it any deeper. Like, I love him. We have a soul tie. Like, it's different. It's just a piece of paper. Right. And that's definitely your relationship, your choice. Okay. I think it's a little bit more than just a piece of paper, though. I mean, but it, like I said, and, and I'm only basing that off years of just having a girlfriend and then now having yeah. a wife. It, it does it does feel different. I'm not going to lie. Well, thank you, Ivory. 800-585-1051. We're asking, after being with someone for, in a long-term relationship, is it necessary to get married? Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about a conversation on Love & Hip Hop that Jim Jones and Chrissy had about being married. Let's hear it. And if marriage never happens, I don't feel a way about it anymore because it doesn't complete us. But I do want to get married. I believe that every woman who's in love or is in a strong relationship that we all deserve to have that. I don't feel that way. And I know it sounds crazy. In the beginning, I thought that was the end-all, be-all. I thought that was natural progression. But at this point, what is that going to change for So we're asking 800-585-1051 after being with someone for a long time. Is it necessary to get married? Hello, who's this? Lisa. Hey, Lisa, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Lisa. Morning. How are you? Happy Thursday. Thank you. Now, we're asking, uh, you've been married, well, you've been in a relationship for 14 years, right? Yeah, you're not married? Well, I'm married now to oh. somebody else, but I was in okay. a relationship <laughs> for 14 years. What happened? And, Talk to us. Um, We grew apart. You know, things changed. A lot of things just happened, and there was a lot of, you know, cheating and stuff. So, that Why were you doing all that cheating, man? I was not cheating. <laughs> Where'd you get that he air horn from, cheating. man? This guy's crazy. Who was cheating, then? If he it wasn't was her. Cheating. Who was this he white was man? Who, who was this white man you was dating that was cheating? No, he was not a white man. <laughs> He was a black man. I don't like the way you said who, black. Who cheated? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead. But, um... You know, we thought about the the marriage part, but I just felt like if it's if it's working like it is, let's just keep it like it is. I I can't be defined by a piece of paper. Okay. At that time, but it was a it was a process of me learning about a relationship and how to deal with a relationship, how to deal with certain things. And as I got older, I realized that you know when I did meet my husband now that you know marriage is a wonderful thing. But it's not like any different. We're still friends. You know, my husband and I are good friends. We're best friends. We talk. We have a good time. It's like regular. So 
you know, a piece of paper doesn't define you. It really doesn't. Okay. I got to go home and ask my wife about this piece of paper. I don't remember this piece of paper. You What's the piece of paper they talking about? A contract. A co- well, what contract? That you have to sign the paperwork no, you have God to fill out. It's a contract? Marriage yes, it is. Oh, the marriage certificate, you mean? Yeah, the license. license. The li- you mean the license? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a okay. contract because it is a process to get divorced, too. Yeah, but I... I, I yeah, <laughs> I Steve can't said, tell him about it. I can't remember. Do you feel like marriage is a piece of paper, Envy? No, marriage is more than a piece That's of paper. I don't feel that way either. I don't... No. Well, I, a 90-day fiancé, it is just a piece of paper. No, nah, it ain't no just piece of paper for me. I don't even know... <laughs> it just depends on your relationship. For some people, they get married for specific reasons, not because of love. And that's the truth. Some people don't get married because they're in love. That's boy, not some of y'all reason. very pessimistic with this marriage thing, boy. It's oh, a Jesus fact. Christ. Some people get married for... And a lot of people get married for love. Right. And some people do. Some people don't. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Yesenia. Hey, Yes- Yesenia. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? I can't believe I got through. <laughs> I'm on hold forever. <laughs> okay. Now, we're talking about being with someone uh, in a long-term relationship. Is it necessary to get married? So, um, me and my boyfriend have been together. It'll be seven years in March. Um, so, you used to be a put on hold. Excuse me? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> so, um, we've been together for seven years. We're in the process of buying a house. Um, you know, I feel like when you're surrounded about around a lot of people that get divorced, it kind of loses the sentiment of being married. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel you on that. You no. see all these... No. Uh, people who are and also people who are in relationships and married, but are not happily married. I used to. I used to. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, like I feel. I feel like when when you're surrounded by divorce, it doesn't mean anything. No. However, I will say that if we were to have kids, because we don't have kids yet, I would definitely want the last the same last name that my kids have. That exactly. You my, know, I think it depends. My daughter came to me and said that when she was about five, six years old. But I'm going to tell you something. When you said about uh, being surrounded by divorce, I was surrounded by divorce. My mom and dad got divorced. And I got like four or five aunts and uncles who got divorced. So you got to be the person who's going to break those generational curses. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that, what, like I, w- I don't look so around in my... what changed your opinion? Huh? What changed your opinion on it? What changed your opinion on it? Um, like, how did you come out of that? I mean, is this something that I wanted to do? Plus, you know, I remember I remember having that conversation when my daughter asked why we don't have the same last name, and that really mm-hmm. got me to thinking, like, why why, why aren't we married? Like, what am I? I got, a, I got a beautiful woman. You know, she's put up with all my BS all these years. Like, why wouldn't I want to get married? And then not only just get married, be a faithful, devoted husband. And that is that is the that is the leveling up that uh, men don't understand. Like you can't just get married and say oh, I'm gonna get married and still move the way I was moving. When we were just boyfriend girlfriend. No, you get married and you say I want to be a faithful, devoted husband and father to my kids. And that's when you see the the energy really, really shift. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, but I think that, I think it's a little um, contradictory because you're saying that your daughter had to tell you why don't we have the last name for you to get married. No, that's not what I said. I said that was part of it. I ain't say that, I ain't say that was the only reason. I specifically said I wanted to get married but it's, and I love my wife. It's nothing, it's nothing, like, like, it. it's nothing like sharing everything and, that, and that's how I honestly feel. I mean, and, and we, and we got to be the generational curse breakers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I look at my father and I see how he did my mom and how he tells me all the time he wish he never left my mom for another woman because he feel like his life hasn't been the same since. Why would I want that for myself? Like, we got to be the generational curse breakers. We can't look around and say it didn't work for everybody else in our family, so it won't work for me. Yeah, but I think that it also depends on your parents, too, because my parents are better divorced than they were together. Yes. And I think it's also so just up to you. Like, nobody should pressure you to feel like you have to be married or, you're not, like, if your relationship is working and you're happy like that, Steve, do your thing. my bag again, Steve. We gonna fight in here. All right. Yeah, I mean, don't pressure me. Don't pressure me. I'm not pressuring you. I'm just telling you what worked for me. <laughs> I'm only kidding. All right, what's the moral of the story? Thank you. Thank you, Mama. The moral of the story is when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, uh, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. That's the moral of the story to me. 
All right, moral of my story is I love my wife. Good morning, baby. I'm going to meet you at the airport in about another uh, uh, hour or so, okay? Yes, and, and also, too, you, you don't marry somebody you can live with. You marry the person you cannot live without. That's what I think. I'm going to use that one later. Hey. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> babe, I didn't marry you because I could live with... What did it say again? You don't marry someone I you can it. live with. You marry the person who you cannot live without. That's for all y'all people out there shacking up. Word. All right, y'all right. out there just shacking up. Okay? All right. all right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, yes sir. We have two chains. Yeah. And the true can. What's up, fellas? What's up? Good. That's going on first. Let me uh, say thank you to two chains. Thank you. I, I did a car show this year, and I needed his car, and he sent it. No problems, no question asked. So yeah. I just want to say thank you. I know a lot of times Why people you say thank you. Like he got one car. Well, he, yeah. sent, he sent one. He sent one. I thought you messed it up. Well, you got. I didn't mess it up. It was just a heavy ass call. But yeah. thank you. Yeah, I'm he sent that from, call. That's dope. I'm from Atlanta to send it up here. That's a, that's pretty cool, ain't it? Yeah, that that was pretty dope. So I wanted yeah. to say thank you. And let's talk about this. Uh, <laughs> true let, let everybody introduce themselves, man. How is world? Hot lot name. Southside Atlanta, Georgia, man. Gabby Rose, all that. Hey, man, you got Sleepy Roll, man. And Schooly, Westside song. Now, Chains, now how did you get this camp together? What made you decide to put this group together and put some young some young guys on? I felt like I've done everything else in the, um, in the business, you know. Um, I'm in this point of my career where, you know, I still enjoy doing music, but it's definitely time for me to put somebody on. It's definitely time for me to uh, add quality of life to what I got going on. So I figured the best thing to do is not only do a label, but to put somebody on, somebody young, somebody with a, um, a newer perspective, a new sound. And so that's what I'm trying to do with my boys right here. I got the label deal with Atlantic Records last year. So... Mm -hmm. After rapper go to the league, I started locking in and really trying to find some talent to complement what I was doing and what I like to do. I don't feel like an artist can reach icon, icon status until they put other people on. You know? I agree. You feel the same way? Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm working on that with being an entrepreneur, owning businesses outside of, uh, outside of music. Um, everything from G Leagues to the G League team to the um, to, to lounges, I felt like it was just time to add this to my portfolio. And also, this is my way of um, get, giving back. You know, none of these guys are a part of no uh, charitable contribution, but just giving back to the to the neighborhood, giving back to the whole process of trying to change young black men's life. So with Schooley, he's a you know he's been a superstar in Atlanta. For over 10 years now, he's only 25 years old. He's in his group, Rich Kids, super legendary, super been a fan of him since I, I've been doing music. And then I got World, who's down here on this end, from one of my um, homeboys in the streets. We were just watching YouTube one day, and he showed me this clip of World walking through his his apartment complex, basically saying that um, he was more of a community activist, and he had this uh, agenda called um, No Child Left Behind, which I just, I felt like was just a whole different movement for a rapper or an mm -hmm. artist. And then with the two guys you see um, on each side of me, they're from the south side of Atlanta, College Park, where I'm from. This is Sleepy Rose and Hot. And what happened with them was my, um, one of my right-hand man, Big, grew up with me on the south side. His son got killed, unfortunately, to some gun violence, you mm -hmm. know, at 17 years old. So his son is actually Sleepy Rose's best friend and Hot's cousin. Mm -hmm. So I gave Big a job as an A&R to kind of help him cope with what he's dealing with. And uh, he brought me these two acts. 
And we've been rocking ever since. I like uh, to watch your videos that you guys post online because it feel very energetic. Like to have the young guys around you. Y'all, y'all don't look so turned up right now. Man, but when I, I see y'all on Instagram, like that. Like, long, long, they, I'm telling you, they rappers. <laughs> they officially rappers <laughs> now. What y'all got last name? What they call Tito's. That sounds like a vodka. Not what we saw. Tito's. Tito's. He don't know what it's called. Them boys blurry right now. I thought Tito's was a but all right. yeah, I'm still hearing stories about last night, so you know. <laughs> you didn't go with them. I left. Yeah. I can't stay, do stay. it. Yeah, it's probably good that I left, though. You know what I'm saying? But I, I encourage them to to enjoy their life, live the, live the life. You know, I'm trying to like lead by example. I don't want to be the little chaperone, preachy, preachy. You know what I mean? Right. You got to right. let them make some mistakes. Like when I used to take Sleepy out, at first he used to go in other people's section. I had to explain to him like you can't <laughs> just. He find the yeah, highest. He's already my height. <laughs> He'll find a, somewhere else to be the tallest, tallest, and but it might not be in our section. And I'd be like, you know, they they pay for that right there. So you know, it's a bottle taker. Whether you whether you didn't go walk up to somebody else's table yeah, and take nah, that bottle. I bring, I bring a bottle for No, yeah, they don't that, even man. care about drinking. Like yeah. they just like trying to just move and be seen like they're not shy at all you know what i'm saying and it's important yeah. to be around me to be able to like <laughs> be your own individual mm -hmm. like as far as sitting under me that really that really i have to tell them like let's you know let's get a little title you know take some fleets because these guys are getting the club they're spread out you know what i'm saying <laughs> spread their wings and we Come to the bowling party yeah yeah you know and that's the vibe i like around me so it do it do give me that um that feeling angela you know i'll be neat i'll be I be needing the young ones around. I usually travel with just seven employees, you know what I'm saying? Road manager, DJ, mm -hmm. photographer, but now we kind of moving as one. You kind of got to be the chaperone, though, right? Because you don't want them to make mistakes if you can prevent it. No, if I can prevent it, but <laughs> how is she going to learn, you know? Mm -hmm. So we all we all learn. You know, I, I still, you know, I still learn, but at the same time, like, man, if I became, like, preachy, preachy, then I wouldn't be realistic to the fact of me being 21 before. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in the music game at 21. I was a little bit, you know, a little bit off of my path, but... What were you doing, too? We know what he was doing. <laughs> you want to tell him himself? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Not for him. Charlamagne. <laughs> now, as a collaborative effort, p p effort putting out this project, right, you guys have no face, no case. Mm. How do you decide who gets on what song, what songs make the project? Because I'm sure y'all recorded a lot. We just get our 100%. Everybody go crazy. Mm -hmm. It's usually, like, friendly competition when we're in the studio. You got to go hard, like, on some just chains on the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He ain't never said your your verse whack, but I, it probably ain't been that situation yet. But like, have you said that so far? He might. He him? might. Yeah, end told up. me before. My <laughs> 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 Who told, you told you? Like, it shoot out us, man. Before shoot out hard verse, though. The verse ass, man. You gotta go redo that. Only because the record's so hard. Like everybody came on. I don't know what he talking. Shoot out hard, big So what? So what he tell you? Your your ass. What's your first your first reaction? I be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> he say about me, I'm gonna be pissed off. I don't give a damn. He tell me, man, bro, your shoe string got tired. I'm pissed off. Bro. I don't even want to hear it. Right, you feel me? So when they told me that shit, I'm mad at hell. But I just went in there and redid that motherfucker. Mm. Now y'all tell me this shit. Yeah. Yeah, it ended up being the intro of the album. So, I mean, that's yeah. probably why. When you hear, I mean, you've been doing it long enough, too. When yeah. you hear something, you know, like, man, this is what you want And that's one. what I'm trying to tell this little <laughs> right here. I've been doing this long <laughs> enough to let him, you know what I'm saying? And you can't be in your feelings on constructive criticism. But do you know what I'm saying? ass, or do you like to do that again? No, man, you, you have to. You have to tell somebody else you, to tell me his ass. No, you got to tell him <laughs> his ass. He needs the most <laughs> abrupt. <laughs> 
<laughs> abrasive way because uh, he has like you don't understand man I, my wife had to tell me like you taking these you taking folks from the streets and putting them on TV like I had to figure that out because like I ain't understand at first you know what I'm saying like these boys are fresh mm -hmm. not out of jail and them but just fresh off the block you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying so stuff comes with that you know what I mean and I accept that, you know what I'm saying? I accept all all of that, that everything that comes with it. But that's the best energy, though. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to like changing, like so. I'm in it, like I love doing rap. I run circles around, you know, what I'm saying rappers. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I do. I'm always do that, but and I love being creative and all that. So this is just another way for me to do that. We're bringing in new people and just kind of like, like just showing them different ways mm -hmm. and just being able to get up happy as hell knowing that you finna do something you love and get paid off of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's pain that you've been going through, you're able to profit off your pain. And so I'm just trying to show them how to do that without, like, telling them stop. Don't go there. Don't drunk too high. Don't, like, man, I don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? They got their own van. They smoking it out. They doing what they want to do. They moving around New York. That's what I want to see. Alright, we got more with the real University 2 chains in the gang. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God here. We got the real university, true, 2 chains, hot, schooly, sleepy rolls and world. And I got a question. How do y'all pick records, though? Like, I, I f*** with the pop-off, the schooly joint. How do y'all pick records? Like, do they go in there and record by themselves, and y'all just, or y'all do it all together? Well, you know, it's pick record, man. I might record probably, like, 10 songs in one day. Tech might don't like none of the records. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? So I got, I got to try again a whole nother day. Boy. Yeah. You feel me? So... It's hard to pick them right. The bar is set high over here. We definitely over-record for everything. Shout out to um, Dallas. We went to L.A. for a couple of weeks and locked down in the studio. And that was our first time all being in the studio at the same time. We're having multiple rooms. So not only were we able to sit in the same room and work together, we were able to split up, go in individual rooms, catch a vibe, hear each other music. But it was all competitive. Like, you know, when this dude in the other room, he cooking. And we just getting all in the same room and listening to stuff for the first time. And that started giving us that feeling of like, man, we really got something going on. So the plan as far as release of course you got this album with everybody on it now mm. now as a, a label exec now who's next to go how do you decide who's next well it's basically you know it's 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 data, <laughs> it's data nowadays honestly it's, it's like you see it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. with this project and what i told them like I don't, I don't expect for it to just be as big as my individual efforts or nothing like that because I'm trying to put new people on and mm -hmm. I want them to think like other people. When y'all see new people on the, the initial thing, is I I'm a hater. I don't, I, you gotta I gotta buy into what you're doing. So that's what they're doing now, trying to buy into the guys. But I do know that this project will be used for discovery. Like this is where people they'll hear a song and be like, you know, who is world, who is schooly, who is sleep or whatever. So that's what it's more or less used for. But based off what we drop, it's more like a data thing, the rea the reactions that we getting from from the consumers and everybody's just listening. Right. Now, right, correct me if I'm wrong, you you got shot in the neck last year, or 2018 or something? I got shot in the back, it came out my neck. Though. Damn, did, did you feel obligated to put him on after that? I did, I, like I said, I know his, uh, I, just, I know his, some of his family and everything, and I, I know his cousin, and so his his older cousin, Big, who was my A&R, you know what I'm saying, after his son got killed, it was so close to home that I had to start paying attention to the young guy, especially from my neighborhood, because I felt like, man, I'm, for me to be in this position and not give him an opportunity, I just felt like I wasn't doing no justice or whatever. So, big, I, that was Big's job was to bring in talent for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so soon as Hot started getting himself back together, because he was in the hospital for I think maybe thirty. I was in the hospital a whole month. I ain't eat, talk, walk, no nothing. Like, man, man I was getting some milk through my nose and my stomach. I ain't moved, talk. I couldn't do.
When did you start writing? When did you get in? Were you into rap at that time? Or you got that when I started trying to rap when I was in the hospital. Like the whole really? time I was in the hospital, like that's what made me want to rap. I'm like, man, f this shit. I ain't you saw this little going. baby, right? Yeah, it was a little baby. Yeah. Oh, what? Way to the top, that way to the top, that what got me through that. I would listen to little baby. And I was just like, man, if I would have just died, I ain't had to show for it. So that so getting shot just kind of like made you give you a new purpose for yeah, life. Yeah, gave me a, yeah a new purpose for life exactly. Do you get paid for uh, Metro booming in, in London's tags? You know that's that's him saying that. What he saying? Who Metro booming wants some more? No, that no, you school. No, no, and, no, and, and we got London on I'm the track. I'm saying we got London on the track and <laughs> done deal on the track. Mm -hmm. so, oh, you didn't do Metro booming? No, I ain't doing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's okay. one of my my great close friends though. That's my man. You don't get paid for that though. The game. And get some beats. Not what I'm supposed to, you know. But I don't be tripping on that. I'm supposed to be though. Change. I'm you, supposed to be. You get nervous having artists because I mean you've been through a situation where you were signed to an artist and mm -hmm. you wanted to leave. Do you ever get nervous that like I gotta go over and extra because of that situation? Not over and extra. I just try to do things that weren't done when I was in their position, which was. Just show them more, look, edu educate more. Not that the situation that I was in didn't do that because I learned from just being around. I'm very observant. But mm -hmm. with them, uh, they got full creative control. So with them, I don't have any say-so in their studio activities because all they needed to be around me was work ethic, and they have that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When Sleep says he records eight to ten songs a day, it's, it's almost fascinating. It's just important for me to change somebody's life like i said that'll add quality it really helps both sides you know what i'm saying i get the, i told them like when they start getting hot and i ain't got nothing going on i'm gonna crank my tour bus up because i own one and i'm gonna follow them around to mm -hmm. do one or two songs and, and just get on their nerves and you know what i mean and that's just how it's gonna be but right now it's about the discovery i know i got superstars with me it's like these are like the four hottest people from atlanta and then you know atlanta been carrying the torch for at least two decades now as far as just being music and, and being on top with the rap scene. So I know deep down in my heart that one of these four, if not all of them, is the new guy from the city. So why school, I'm trying to figure out why Schoolie ain't pop off because even Pitchfork said that Schoolie, you changed the way Atlanta rapped. Like, God damn. That's a big, that's a, that's a big uh, statement from them. What's your thoughts on that? <clears throat> I think I may be way too humble <laughs> for Atlanta. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I don't say a lot. I don't speak on a lot of things that I be post. I post to. Uh, I'm afraid of rejection, if you could believe that. So like, I don't made so many mistakes. I be trying to just accomplish something, and I be grateful like for pop off what it's doing right now. Like I'm grateful that people just even giving me a listen again. You know what I'm saying? I just been through so much. I just be cool. What do you think, Chain? Your CEO mind? Why? Why you think it didn't? It hadn't happened for a minute. I mean, it took a long time for it to happen for me, too. So that's, I think, why we grew so close, man. It's always this feeling of somebody not wanting you to succeed, somebody close to you. It's, I don't know about him, but when he says fear of rejection and just fear of um, all the things that he's going through inside his head, I went through it, too, just knowing, you know, and with me, I ain't know if it was the name change or what, but I just knew I had what it took. And so he reminds me so much of me because when I did, used to get on skate about coming to the studio or something like that. When he came, he would kill something so effortlessly. I would be like, I wonder, is this guy doing this on purpose? Because he never shows emotion. He's always the same way. He's, just, he's never too geeked, high, or happy. He's never too sad. He's just always in the middle. So 
I, I used to tell people, like other people, I'd be like, bro, when the man do a song, it be out of here. When the man get on my song, he go crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, out, and, 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 and he sits around like, it's not like he know his time coming. I don't really know how to explain how he moves. Like it's it's not really that urgent. He just kind of be like kicking it and stuff. But then as soon as he opens his, opens his mouth, you just know this a superstar. Like Shorty got it. So I just know it's gonna connect. It's about connecting the dots with the actual um, fans, not the not our peers. The peers are soup. They already know who school is. They acknowledge him every time we go somewhere. It's about making the fans know, you know, what they missing out on. All right, we got more with the real university. Two chains in the gang. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God here. We got the real university, true, 2 chains, hot, schooly, sleepy rolls and world. Now, Angela Yee. Now, 2 chains, you talk about changing lives. So how has life changed, world, starting with you? How has life changed already with this uh, project out, being on the cover, rolling out, everybody seeing well, it that? Well, it changed a lot for me because I come from nothing. Like, where I'm from in Atlanta, like, nobody, there's no celebrities where I'm from. So everything changed about me, money relationships, family, like, everything's different. When you say relationships and family, what does that mean? Because sometimes that's good, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's, yeah, it's good and it's bad because, like you know, this rap <laughs> so, you know, my old lady be tripping up a lot. But <laughs> 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 before I go on, before I go on, I want to say I, I'm totally honored to be here because I know a lot of that'll drop everybody in this room just sitting in this seat I'm in, so I want to thank y'all to be here. Damn, that cheap yeah, now. Hey, a breakfast club in there, nah, you get somebody got Y'all big. Everybody got big. Y'all big. You scared to sit by you, Charlamagne? What? I'm just saying, like, for real, bro. Like, I'm just honored to be here. Probably because what's, 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 what's in that box bro, over there, but don't worry about it. But I'm honored to be here. If you did, bro. What's the No Child Left Behind initiative? What's that? Well, the No Child Left Behind started, like, it started with me as a, a person. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a person that raised on morals and principles and, like, the kids in my community ain't got nothing to look up to. It's a federal penitentiary right by my hood. A kid where I'm from gets shot every year. So I just want to get a kid something to look up to, and it started as an idea, you feel me? Well, what mm -hmm. instilled that in you, though? Because, I mean, you know, growing up... Well, I wasn't left behind. Like, okay. my father didn't leave me behind. My mother didn't leave me behind. So that's why, I'm like, no child left behind. And I don't... I got my kids with me every day. I got custody on my sons. So when you say you're a community activist, what is, what is that? I uplift the community. Mm -hmm. I Book really like giveaways and all that. All like that we do, we do every yeah. holiday. We do. Shit. But why I say about that, I want to just start a no fun, no profit organization. Like it's just gonna build up to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just me starting as a person. Like this is what I want to do for my community. Something mm -hmm. you're passionate about. Does your music yeah, reflect I'm that? I'm very yeah. I deliver that message in my music. All right, we were talking about lives changing. Mm -hmm. So sleep. Talk about. So you like, did a bid, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, How long? I say about two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that shit changed my life tremendously. You feel me? Like I came from from the block. I ain't gonna say I just came from the block, but but the way I came, I left how early. You feel me? So I left when I was 14. So I would bounce around type. But the way I would bounce around, I would have my own. I have I would have a group with me, like my folks. I'm slit raising my age type mm -hmm. down there all my life. You feel me? So couple on died off. So when when bro took me up out of that, it just took all them up out of it. It just changed everything. It changed them. It changed me. Mm -hmm. Change. What, what did you learn from your time with DTP that you are applying to the whole true situation? Uh, no, I, man. You know, I ain't trying to get no clickbait, man. I'm just, just really just giving these these boys a chance and some opportunities. Not to say I didn't get one there, but just giving them a chance, some looks. You know what I'm saying? Just taking them around, getting them some game. You know. I don't even want to talk about DTP. That's it's so out of my picture right now. It's just about what I'm doing today. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody know me? Like 
I ain't running out of ideas no time soon. I ain't running out of work ethic or energy, so I could be doing a lot of this stuff for myself. I've been here numerous times with you guys. It was important that I brought brought them in front of y'all. I know Charlemagne could be tough. I know all that, but, like, this whole week, you know what I'm saying, we kind of worked up to this because it's been, like, me just trying to tell them, you know, talk. It's Like I said, I don't have to do nothing in the studio, but, like, when we come do interviews, I might say talking to Mike. I might say, you know, just different things, introduce, let the people know who you are. But it's very small things that hopefully they can take with them when I'm not around. So that's why, you know, I came up in here. I'm not really worried about my last situation. Mm-hmm. I just know I'm sure I know they straight, you know what I'm saying? I know they straight because I made sure they were straight. I put some in their pocket. I put some on them. I made sure they move with me, you know what I'm saying? So I try not to let them have to worry about the block and going back to the block and doing some of the things they used to do, you know what I mean? Um, Hot is dealing with uh, tons of cases that he had prior to getting with him. One of those cases are like the past trying to, you know, catch up to you while you trying to do something, you know, right. So mm-hmm. we dealing with we dealing with some stuff that that was before I even got in the picture, you know what I mean? So I'm not worried about my previous um, engagements or relationships. It's about what I'm doing right now, and I'm shaking up the industry right now because anytime I, I I introduce these boys to somebody, they say, I already know what you got going on. I already know who this is, so I feel like it's working. Now, I just I would, ask because in a lot of ways you were introduced to a lot of people through, you know. I definitely was. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I, I'm feeling salty about it, but like, that's not the narrative feel like this it's time for this I, I put out five six solo albums i got two group albums i got a grammy i got a lot of stuff going on what haven't i done made it a attempt at having a successful label like what i ain't done is a put like what i, I sit up and think what haven't i done mm-hmm. i ain't made the cover of rolling stones i ain't got a verse with jay-z i ain't put nobody on Right. You got to put somebody, you can't be talking about you boss ball, you ain't put nobody on. This man 20 years old right here. Y'all ain't putting nobody on. I'm seeing y'all move, and a lot of these folks, they name bigger than they, they wallet. They ain't having no paper for real. Like, for real, these ain't having no paper. That cap. I would say I respect you a lot. A lot of people only see the rap side, but, you know, when I look at you and I look at your life and I look at how, you know, you said your goal for the next two years is to make sure you put an artist on. I salute that. What you do for the for the basketball league that you own a team in and how you trying to put people in your city on it and giving them a, a spot outside of just playing in the NBA and giving them something else to do. I respect that. The fact that uh, what you do in real estate, a lot of people don't know. And the fact that you put a lot of the stuff online to show people that it can be done with the amount of money and what you do. And, of course, the, the givebacks that you do. A lot of people don't see that side of 2 chains and they talk about everything else, but they don't show that. And that's one thing I would say I always respect about chains. And, and then, of course, the second thing, the family. Mm-hmm. I love to see you with your kids and your wife and, 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 and teaching people how to be good fathers. We don't see that. We didn't. We weren't raised in that era. We were raised in the era where you hid your wife, you hid your girl, you hid your kids because you had to be single to promote for a label. And the fact that I see that with you and you teaching these young men, I just want to say I salute you because I think that's pretty dope. Bro. Thank you, man. My wife beautiful. My kids are beautiful. So I couldn't hide that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I be want, you know, that's a reflection of you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So you be like, oh, okay, he got something going on, you know what I mean? So, I never tried to keep that narrative, like, even when a girl, like, if a girl is interested in me, I have to be like, now, you know, excuse me, but like, look at me. I'm having paper. I'm having good credit. <laughs> you know somebody thought I was five before you thought I was five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of like what these boys, they got their own lives going on. I'm not yeah. even here to do that. That's an example thing we said. Some, it, 
if people got an ugly wife and ugly kids, you ain't going to see them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're going to have that burner page. <laughs> let's get, you ain't gonna let's see get into them. a joint off the album, James. What you want right. to hear? Damn. Oh, man. Let's, I like Brick to the Face. I, I like, like Pop uh, Off. The first joint. It's hard. Uh, I like Shoot Out. Been there, shoot it out, man. Let's do it. What do you want to hear? Yeah, you should do shoot it out. <laughs> Let's get into it, and we appreciate you guys for joining us, man. Look forward. Hey, wait, to wait, hold on. When is that Family Feud airing? Oh man, because I want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> we can't tell y'all the results, but we went to Family Feud. Y'all better y'all? have one, man. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Who did y'all verse? We played against Big uh, Boy and his Big family. Boy and his family. Did y'all smoke out the Family Feud studio? <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Y'all smell us in here now. That's like uh, what 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 we say. It's only weed, bro. We ain't doing. Wait, <laughs> uh, Angela, thank you for uh, inviting us to your birthday party. I went yeah, I had a good time with y'all. Y'all been there, light up a blunt. I'm gonna fall out of here. Where's the? Yeah, smoking? by the way, you almost got the party yeah, shut down. I don't know if I'm invited back next year. That's what they need to understand too. They throw my look when they do my name gonna come up first. You wasn't there? I got in there late. When I got in there late and tried to even pull mine out, they was just freeze, you know, like But I made sure everybody y'all had a lane. You guys got to bowl. Yeah, they and I appreciate y'all for coming out and showing support at the birthday party. They did come up to me and say who was in here smoking. And I was like, they knew. I, I said, I don't know. <laughs> there was like, like two chains <laughs> and his crew. Envy was like, two chains. I didn't say that. 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 Envy ratted on us. I didn't say that, man. Come on. It's the Breakfast Club. It's two chains in the true camp, y'all. Yeah. yeah. This don't be a donkey. Because right now, you want some real donkeys. Donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey today goes to an Ohio pastor named Dave Daubenmeyer. Uh, salute to everybody who listens to us in Ohio. Drop on the clues bombs for Ohio, damn it. Breakfast Club is heavy in Ohio. We on 10 stations in Ohio. From Akron to Cincinnati to Columbus to Dayton, Perrysburg, Toledo, Urbana. It's a lot. Okay, we have you in Ohio. Salute to Ohio. But mm-hmm. y'all have a pastor there named Dave Daubenmeyer. Uh, he, he's a self-proclaimed activist and host of Past Assault Ministries podcast. And he is one of the 102 million people who watched this year's Super Bowl. And he's one of the people uh, our board op Dramos hates because uh, Pastor Dave didn't like the Super Bowl halftime show starring Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Relax, Dram. Okay, he doesn't dislike it because it was too Latino or, or too or Spanish as hell, as one of, the, of our callers said. He dislikes it because he thinks he's going to hell <laughs> for watching it. All right? Listen, I don't go to church every Sunday. Uh, I don't go to church on damn near no Sunday. I grew up with Jehovah's Witness. My grandmother was a Baptist. I like studying the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X, Minister Farrakhan. I love God, but I don't love religion. So I don't know what Pastor Dave is talking about when he says he's going to hell for watching the Super Bowl halftime performance. Now, Donkey of the Day, if you're just joining us, if you never listened to The Breakfast Club before, is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. Pastor Dave says he thinks he's going to hell for watching the Super Bowl halftime show. Well, guess what? That's not even the most stupid part of this story. No, the stupidest part of this story is that Pastor Dave not only thinks he's going to hell because of the Super Bowl halftime show, Pastor Dave wants to sue the NFL because of it. Yes, he wants to sue the NFL because he thinks he's going to hell for watching the Super Bowl halftime show. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to the Past Assault podcast hosted by Pastor Dave Dobbenmeyer to hear exactly what his complaint is. Would that halftime show, would that have been rated PG? 
Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old young son whose hormones are just getting ready, just starting to operate, was there any warning that he, what he's going to see might cause him to get sexually excited? So I think we ought to go sit down in the courtroom and present this as evidence. Could I go into a courtroom and say, viewing what you put on that screen put me in danger of hellfire? Could the court say that doesn't apply here because the right to porn overrides your right to watch it? Yeah, but you didn't tell me I was going to watch it. You just brought it into my living room. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me there were going to be crop shots. Jesus. So well, you should know better. You should know better because it's J-Lo and whoever that was. You should know she's an expert in crop shots. You already know that. No, I, I protect my eyes. I didn't know that about her. Is it not discriminatory for me to say I want to watch the Super Bowl, but I don't want to watch that? That's discriminatory against the values I have in my house. You can't just do that. They won't even let you talk about hoes on Facebook. I want to assume for about $867 trillion. <laughs> he has a lot of struggles Good, going on. Goodness gracious. Now, I know people don't like when I say goddamn. I don't think y'all understand why I say it. See, it's fitting when I hear stories like this because the first person I think about when I hear stories like this is my creator. So I call on him. I say, God. It's like I'm calling on him like Margaret Simon. Come on now. We all read Judy Bloom books growing up. When Margaret Simon says, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I'm cutting out all the, are you there? Okay, it's me, Lenard. That's too long. God know who I am because God is all knowing. So no need to tell him it's me. And I don't have to ask if he's, if he's there because I know God is always there for me. So I simply say, God. Then I say, damn. The damn is for you. Okay? People like Pastor Dave. Okay? Mm -hmm. The damn is like, what the hell is wrong with people? In this case, God, damn, what the hell is wrong with Pastor Dave? You think you're going to hell for watching the halftime show and you and you suing for eight hundred and sixty seven trillion dollars? How do you come up with that number? OK, fun fact, the Bible, which I'm sure Pastor Dave reads, he's a pastor, right? It has about 30 plus scriptures on not quitting. OK, in reference to quitting, the Bible commands us to not quit. Even when we get that defeated feeling, scripture uses the word endure a lot when describing how to deal with that feeling of quitting, meaning to abide under or to stand up courageously under suffering uh, and let us uh, let and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will, we will reap if we do not give up. That's Galatians 6, 9. Second Chronicles 15, 7. But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Just to name a couple of scriptures are not about not quitting. And, you know, sometimes you have to turn the scripture. You have to lean on that Bible to get a greater understanding of things you may not understand. Pastor Dave, now is not one of those times. You need to quit. All right. Sit your dumb ass down. If you don't like what you saw at the halftime show, if you thought you was going to hell for watching it, what the hell is wrong with your remote control? You could have just turned the channel. Gospel Broadcasting Network was on, I'm sure. Reruns of the 400 Club. You made a choice to sit there and watch the whole performance. So please, in Jesus name, sit your dumb ass down and give Pastor Dave uh, dumb Do Dobbin, Dobbin Meyer. The biggest hee-haw. Uh, Jesus Sounds Christ. like he enjoyed it, though. Why did he sit there and watch it if he thought he was going to hell for it? He enjoyed it. He made a choice. If mm -hmm. you're watching it, it was worth, it's worth, it. It's worth the hellfire drum. <laughs> My goodness. All right, Charlamagne, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. All right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Will I am. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? Welcome now, back. Now, is this really you, or is it your digital avatar, or your doppelganger? Wait, uh, this is me, bro. It's you. Pinch okay. him. Let's, let's double check. Let's <laughs> pinch him one good time. It's me, bro. No, I saw you say. I saw you say that. You know, in the future. People will be able to send their digital avatar, their doppelganger to do interviews and stuff like that. How, how far away you think we are from that, for real? Well, that that, that only happened in the digital verse. You, got, you, you still need, you know, face to face. I don't know if I don't know what what kind of technology is coming where you I could be digitally walking around the planet. That ain't yeah. happening anytime soon. <laughs> but no, um, as far as that happening, that that's just a. The upgrade of the next device, being able to take all your uh, FaceTime data that they capture, and you're unlocking the phone data that is there, uh, and that with the combination of 5G, be able to, you know, um, have have digital presence. Um, all that data exists. Yeah. They're so, using, that for, they using that, that for dating apps now too, because it actually helps for people to say this is who they say they are. Like if you're on a dating app. How do I know that's the person it is? And they're using, I think, on some apps now, facial recognition. Yeah, there's some concerns on 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 that world of mm-hmm. um, who owns the data. That's what I'm saying. I was thinking, who should own that? Like, if you're an artist, like, who should own that? If you're just, let's take my next door neighbor growing up and my sister's co-workers. Everybody should earn, own their data. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be artists and, like, you know, the... Uh, the, the socially elite. It should be every single person walking the earth needs to retain and own their data because that also applies to your medical data and you choosing, you know, who has access to it and you being rewarded by allowing your data to be put into, you know, machine learning to solve problems. Are you scared of that data? Do you not use FaceTime? Do you not do the, the thing to unlock your phone? Are you one of those people that are going to still use the flip old flip phones? No, no, no. I'm just aware of what's actually happening. Um, so I sit on the board of artificial intelligence for the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. Um, for the past four years, I've been a part of that community for six years. So I'm just I'm just aware of what's coming, the misuses of data, the lack of governance, um, lack of regulations on you know, the big data doppelganger, I mean, the data monarchies. Mm-hmm. Um, called, like social media, right? What? Because they might have access to you, too. Well, no, 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 they do. Mm-hmm. And then they sell that data to, you know... Advertising. Have you seen... Yeah, yeah, you have to watch this documentary called The Great Hack. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That... Well, the crazy thing about that, that, that did affect our election, that did, mm-hmm. you know, affect Brexit, but people were complacent and... You know, convenience is, is you know where they, where everyone's at. But we're gonna we're gonna look back at this time like what the hell were we doing? That's what it feels like now, though. It almost feels like nobody really has a grip on any of this shit that's going on out here. Well, that's because there's no education, right? So they still teaching you in school like it's 1998. Yeah, they're not informing you on you know. It's 1988, like it's 1978 still. Yeah. No, it's yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because the world has changed since then. Mm-hmm. You know, every every um, every move you make, every step you take, you know, is being calculated, monitored. Yeah. And you know, it's the first time ever people are given a contract and don't read into the details of what they're signing. 
And, you know, they use clever little words like cookies and the cloud when in actuality, the, those are, that, that, ain't, that ain't cute what's going down. Is that even fair, though? Like, if you're a 12-year-old and you want to just get on TikTok, you're not looking at the fine print. You know what I'm saying? You, before you click, yes, I accept the terms, the conditions. So, not, not all of the the condi- terms and conditions are are villains. Mm-hmm. But there's some use cases out there and companies that misuse your data. People need to be informed and brought up to speed on what's actually going on, what micro-targeting is, you know, how you could be persuaded and how these platforms were designed to persuade you. Like you, know? you might be buying a house looking for a mortgage and then all of a sudden all these ads on for low getting mortgage a mortgage. Rates. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden that's everything that shows up. That's all the articles that show up. That's all the... Yeah, that's a predictive algorithm. So a lot of people think, oh man, my phone's listening to me. Like, no, bro, they, they could predict your behavior to a T with with the, you know, the sequence of all these different types of, you know... Uh, data points. When you talk about digital doppelgangers, I mean, if you look at all the DNA testing, like whether it's 23andMe, African Ancestry, you turning your DNA over, they really might be cloning you, bro. You never know. You might be in another country somewhere and see, it's like, that guy looks just like me. Um, yeah, you don't gotta do all that to do that. <laughs> you could just go to a hotel and nab your freaking stuff, DNA from the hotel you, yeah. that you left over, from your hair to fingernails. Whatever with that. That's a totally different conversation as far as like, you know. They've already clon- been cloning animals and cloning. food. And- <laughs> um, what got you into this so far? Like so much. Like, what what, what started your peak interest in in, in all of this? In tech, tech and, and AI and, and all that. Oh, I think it was the school my mom sent me to. I went to a, um, a school called Brentwood Science Magnet, two hours outside of the projects that I'm from in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So for twelve years, you know that that. Those are the schools I went to. Um, and I always liked tech. And I'm a musician because of my computer, not because I play the piano or the drums or the guitar. Really? Explain that. Well, I, pro- I, I started working on, on, my, uh, on my laptop straight from the MPC, which is another type of computer. Right. Or SP-1200 is a, All computers, right? is a computer. So hip-hop and technology... Whether you're on a Technique 1200 or you're, um, you know, SP-1200 or MP, that's, it's all tech. We're man- manipulating machines. Correct. So out of all, all the forms of music, technology and hip-hop go hand in hand, more so than, you know, rock and roll with a guitar and you're singing. Um, so when I, I, look, I like to look at it like, you know, don't sweat the Technique. It's not just because it's technical. It's machine music. Samplers is just machines manipulating mm. music from the past, putting it and chopping it up on a on a grid. Uh, it's it's technology. All right, we got more with Will I Am when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Peace to the planet, Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. We are the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club, and we got Will I Am here. How will, how will well? I know you're here to talk about the Parkland Rising film. We're gonna get to that, but how will AI you think change the music industry? If at all. Well, the bar is like super low. So can you make an AI that could crawl the internet, understand what's going on in an instant, create some algorithm that displays the information on a four-bar cycle and rhyme it with 
this engine called the internet? Yes. Get out of here, bro. Yes. Can you can you can you have a, a developer develop different types of, you know, patterns and cadences that the AI uh, is to give you information around? Yes. Potentially five years. If somebody only focused on that. Can it outwrap the illest rapper? Freestyle? Yeah, bro. He won't even need auto-tune. Do it himself. He's a robot. Well, the auto-tune is different because that means the... It's called the um, ASR, the, the technology that recognizes the voice. Um, and uh, what is it? Audio speech recognition. That has to be synthesized to give it melody. So I, that, that'll be some time away. But... Or a big investment away. Does Google X have you know, the the gravity to make it happen faster? Yeah. It's just that the bar is so low. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Now, I see, that, you know, even with iHeart, the company we work for, you know, they have all these layoffs because they want to go towards AI. Well, they already have. What is well, that, what, you know, what you know, do ask do, yourself, what does that mean? Yeah, what do they do? They have a company that uh, can see exactly when people turn up the volume on certain songs. Mm. And they can program those songs to play more because they feel people want to hear that song more. And then when they change the station, when they hear other songs, they don't necessarily play that song as much because they feel like people don't want to hear that song. And that's all digital. That's all through HD. And they don't need, they feel, people anymore because that system can program the music. But a lot of these digital streaming platforms have that. They have skip rate algorithms. Mm -hmm. They have, you know, length of how long a person listened to the song. And mm -hmm. then that that's why every song on, on these streaming platforms are like less than... Three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Um, that's just the new, the, the new math. But we have we've been here before. When you look at the world from a technical perspective, you start understanding how it affects you emotionally. That's the reason why I said that's relative. Right. right. They've also done studies to show that certain BPM songs are the songs that get played the most on the radio. Like your song has to be this amount of BPMs or higher, and you have a greater chance of that song being put into rotation. And, you know, just even the hypnotic, like, feel of certain hooks and stuff like that, that's why people will listen to stuff for a certain amount of time or be more attracted to it. Mm. So people will be like, oh, they play faster songs on the radio more than they play so slower songs. Well, that's also been on the bandwidth, too. So if you notice, when you go to, no matter what city you go to, the urban station is going to either be 92 or 105. Crazy that that spectrum and the information on that spectrum is also conditioning to how we live in our communities. Crazy how they put the spectrum. So different on heat or putting something in a microwave and the temperature and how it cooks it. So the information that's being spread through this radio, very rarely does somebody come here talking about technology and spectrum. Let's say that again. I'm confused. You said the radio stations are what? Because of heat? So, no, I'm, the, radio <laughs> the radio stations are spectrum. Right. And the people that own it bought that spectrum mm -hmm. and when you go into certain areas around America just tr travel from here to Atlanta so or certain frequencies have certain spectrum. certain frequencies right. something to like oh 10 I don't really go past 106 right that's our those are urban frequencies mm -hmm. if you just break it down mm -hmm. power 106 in LA mm -hmm. or 90 yeah. right it's so urban like spectrum to and if you want to go to college information it's 80 they own that spectrum because mm -hmm. it's local, it's closer. It doesn't really travel too far away from where that college is broadcasting from. So when you, and that spectrum and information cooking or conditioning is no different than temperature on a stove or a microwave.
So the conditioning of what information, the songs that are played on this spectrum, mm -hmm. influenced lives of the people in the community. Yeah. Like, you ain't talking about healthy food on the station. You're not talking about, like, education on the station and guiding our youth to go down a path where AI and autonomous everything is going to be right around the corner. And when that happens, who is going to be hurt the most? What job displacements? Our community. Black people. Black and brown people. Right? Yeah. When AI is everywhere, machines are autonomous, we get hurt first. Because one, we're not educated on this new world that's coming right around the corner. Fast, but the trillion dollar investment from the big, you know, data monarchies. Right? AI is being far more invested in our communities than education. And if you're going to school in America, you you worried about getting shot in school. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, I don't know how so these are the kind of things that, you know, I, I consult on um, because my understanding of it, um, I used to work at Intel in the Futurist Lab, um, obviously one of the, the first guys at Beats when we started it in 2007. I just like thing taking. Now, I, now uh, my company, who built an AI, we just got acknowledged and um, certified by IBM. We're on IBM's cloud via Red Hat to offer up our solution to other companies as well. But that's good, though, because it's like you're disrupting the frequency. Like, somebody's listening to you right now, and they're listening to the things that you're saying, and it's cutting through to them. Because mm. it doesn't sound like what they're used to getting on said frequency. Yeah, I'm... I'm I, I don't look... I'm... I'm, I'm that's me. I, I don't mm -hmm. look like... I don't sound or look like what you're used to from a black dude from the projects. Mm -hmm. That means there's more of me coming. Mm -hmm. Like, super knowledgeable even beyond what, you know, my information, you know, level is on all things tech. There's some 12-year-old right now in some hood in America, and they want to develop, you know, the next platform. Well, that's their first mistake, thinking that black people are monolithic, right? Profiling. Yeah, it's, it's like 1920 right now, right? Cars about to be deployed in a major way. Airplanes <laughs> about to be deployed in a major way. Electricity is about to be in everybody's home in a major way. Light bulbs about to be in everybody's house in a major way. Radio is about to come into your world in a major way in 1920. 2020, 100 years later, and we're still not in the conversation like we were in, in 1920 about how the world is going to be developed. Mm -hmm. It's like Black History Month, and check this out, it's like the worst Black History Month where black people are attacking black people. Just... You know, it's sad with Kobe Bryant's death and all the things that happened because of it. We talk about the wrong things. And are do we or will we persuade? Because we all know persuadable technology. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about that? You might think that you didn't want to talk about it, but you talk about it. You didn't think that you wanted to be a part of, you know, just the ongoing cycle of, like, black smudge and pushing it down, pushing it down. You were persuaded, bro. All right, we got more with Will I Am when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. We are the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club, and we got Will I Am here. What what technolo technological advances should we be looking for this decade? Looking for, I think the technological advancement that we should be looking for is being technical on how we encourage and inspire and motivate our nieces and nephews in our community to compete mm -hmm. with the, the, nieces and, the nieces and nephews of the folks that own the Googles, the Facebooks, because that cycle is just going to continue and we're not encouraging our nieces and nephews 
and our sons and daughters to compete in that world. It seems like everybody has a phone, right? And there's a lot of things that you can do from that. Like kids are playing with apps and doing things that I don't even know how to do. Yep. And they're much better at it. Mm -hmm. And then they're able to learn how to create things. And it might be more accessible just because it's not as expensive, too, to be able to do certain things. Yeah. So in our pockets, we have the most powerful device ever made and do the dumbest Mm -hmm. on it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like access doesn't mean you're accessing it. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. We, we we just have access, but do do we, Are we do using we that take access? the time to you know just to block out all the persuadable you know tools that are that they're, all the persuadable weapons that are thrown at us, right? So if facial recognition to, can unlock your phone, then facial recognition could also keep certain information from getting to you. Mm. Let me ask you one question, because, you know, what, how should we be using our phones then? Like, I, I read this book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, which is great, and he talks about it as, it's, as it's, it should be used as a tool. How would you say we should be using our phones? I would, I'd take the word use away, because if you, because if, if, that sentence could be flipped on you. Are you using the phone, or is the phone using you? Mm. I want to understand the phone, so I know if the phone understands me. So the phone can never use me. Because I want to understand all things that 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 you know what what's going on in that world, and just be mindful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, treat the phone like a white person. What? No, no, no. <laughs> what? No, like that's it. That's fast, bro. Like, you should, like you should be rhyming, bro. Like what? You would be the ill. You would be the sickest MC, bro. Like you're you're. You got bars and just random bars. <laughs> Let's talk about your new, your, your, you got a new single, right? This guy's crazy. Say again? You got a new single. Yeah, so <laughs> because I've been working on like tech for like six years, the Black, the black Eyed Peas, we've had like, we, we did Masters of the Sun, which was like a VR, AR, you know, we, we went back to our roots in 2000 and, uh, 18. Dope as f- by the way. I'm shocked that Marvel didn't jump all over that with other comics. Oh, no. So what Marvel, the Marvel game, because it's a publication and we're putting out the comic book, that thing's going to, Marvel did its thing. That will live forever. Mm-hmm. And then part two will come and that will live forever and we'll continue to build the IP. You were, you were EP on the Parkland Rising film. Mm. I just I didn't know this Friday marks two years since the, the shooting in Parkland. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it just breaks my heart thinking that a kid has to go to school afraid for their lives because there's so many school shootings in the states. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's an amazing documentary because we never we've never saw the the perspective of a survivor of a mm-hmm. um, of a school shooting in a in a way. In the form of a documentary like this, that mm-hmm. came from them, right. uh, you know, it's these kids. They're activists. They're they're pushing for gun reform. They're they're you know, begging is the right word. Mm-hmm. Pleading is the right word. Like for the humanity of us all, for the for the love of America and what 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 we become in this crossroads. Like I said, the investment for AI is high. The investment for HI is low. And more importantly, with low investment in education, a kid then also has to, you know, fear for their lives in a learning environment. Right. The, the, I, I salute these kids. I want to 
do all that I can to support the kids. We all should do all that we can to support these kids. This is that that moment that we'll look back upon in 2020, the rise of the machines and the decline of, you know, human intelligence. All right. Damn. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, brother. But one last question. Who, 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 who you like in this year's presidential election? Because I feel like you would have been an Andrew Yang guy. I like Bernie. I like Bloomberg. You like Bloomberg? Even um, with the racist stop and frisk policy? I don't know anybody in politics that doesn't have a cloudy past. So to say that everybody's supposed to be, you know, sunny days, that's not realistic. He no, said that just five years ago, though. It was no, no, I, there's probably people that, that are in office that just said some <laughs> two seconds ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think we're looking for a perfect candidate, but I think that when it comes, it, it baffles me that people like Biden and Bloomberg are leading amongst black voters because they implemented legislation that actually hurt black communities. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard, it's just hard for me to trust them at the bottom of the ninth inning. Like, these are 70-year-old white men. Like, why would they change now? And of course, they're going to tell us anything at this point to get our vote. And I think even for me, like, being from New York and seeing what Bloomberg did, how it impacted us in New York, maybe, it makes you feel a, a way to... Maybe, uh, maybe can, I should can, ask can, you, why do you like Bloomberg? I, maybe I, that's, I didn't ask that question. Maybe you might enlighten me to something. What I like about... Bloomberg and um, Bernie and um, Bernie is that there's an opportunity for us to have someone executing our base. So it's not as that president good or not. They're going to do what they're going to do, but can they do for us? For us, that's what. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, can we do for us and have a be a strong base that doesn't weather mm-hmm. and, and 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 shift? That's the. That's the part I think we need to work on as a community, is the, is everyone showing up, picking our candidate, and having that candidate work for us. Right? Yeah. The reason why the candidate never works for us because we ain't doing for us. We're not aiming our like I said it goes back to what we were talking about. We don't aim our our herd in the right direction to where we have economic power mm-hmm. as a collective. Wait, we we. I love our music. Our music is great, but our music isn't the best for the state of our females and our strong women. Mm-hmm. That's an understatement. Right? Our music, I love our music, but our music isn't promoting wellness and like mm-hmm. mindfulness. I love our music. It's awesome, but it's really celebrating us going in and out of this privatized prison system. Like how can our community once and for all just get a little bit more control of our faith? as a community without waiting for somebody to do for us that that candidate is going to do what we do to ourselves mm-hmm. and that's what we see so i see an opportunity mm-hmm. in in these candidates to do for us what's wrong gotcha well thank you for joining us as well thank I you am. guys It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Today's new Black History Month legend goes to the richest black man in the country, Robert Smith. He is the CEO of the private equity firm Vista Equity Partners. And last year, he was a blessing to the graduating class of Morehouse College. $34 million donated to the graduating class of Morehouse College. They will not have no student loan debt. Sally Mae, Sally Mae, go away, Sally Mae. The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend. Men of Morehouse, you are surrounded by a community of people who have helped you arrive at this sacred place and on this sacred day. On behalf of the eight 
generations of my family who have been in this country. We're going to put a little fuel in your bus. And my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. And let's make sure every class has the same opportunity going forward. Because we are enough to take care of our own community. We are enough to ensure we have all the opportunities of the American dream. And we will show it to each other through our actions and through our words and through our deeds. May the sun always shine upon you. May the wind always be at your back. And may God always hold you in the cradle of her hands. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. When we come back, positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Well, Charlamagne, leave us on a positive note. Yes, man. Today's positive note, since it's President's Day, comes from the first, and man, the way we're going right now, probably the only black president we'll ever see, uh, Barack Obama, 44th president of the United States of America. Uh, president Barack Obama once said, we did not come to fear the future. We came here to shape it. Make sure Breakfast you see Club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?